0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Wrestlers with Experience. I am Mark Morrell, also known to you guys as Mark Knight. One half of the illustrious tag team in the motherfucking galaxy. World, universe, microverse, dark metal universe, whatever. As long as myself and Dietrich Davis is here to give you guys wrestling news and wrestling content, we're going to give it to you guys straight with no chaser. I got some New Japan Pro Wrestling news to give you guys. I want to bring you guys up to speed for um, days uh, six and seven of the uh, New Japan uh, Summer Struggle 2020. I'm going to get into night five for you guys. But before we do that, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to us on your favorite medium uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Dweezer. Podbeam, iHeartRadio, Deezer, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and, and, you know, and everything in between, so you gotta bear with me with that, you know, had a long night full of study, but here we go, first two matches, also of the Never Open Weight Six Man Tournament took place. Where they were crowning the new champion. So we're going to get right into these brief results. We saw Yuji Nagata. Now these matches took place on the 6th of August. So we're going to get right into it. We saw Yuji Nagata defeating Gabriel Kidd. we seen Master Wato and Hiroshi Tenzan. Defeating Yodasuji and Taguchi Ryusuke. In an exciting tag team match. we seen Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroki Goto. Defeat the team of GBH. Amaki Hanma and Makabe Togi and Satoshi Kojima in six-man tag action. They were also hyping the uh, King of Pro Wrestling uh, Championship that uh, that's going to be taking place during the month of uh, August. So they were hyping that up as well. we seen in six-man tag team action again, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi defeating Yuya Umura, Kota Ibushi, and Hiroshi Tenzan building on with that story with um, perhaps maybe a potential heel turn of Kota Ibushi you know ditching Hiroshi Tanahashi so that uh, they may extend and invite for him to be a part of Suzuki-gun but uh, there's a lot of resistance going on there so keep your eyes into that and then we had in the first round of the never six man tag team title tournament We've seen Sho, Yano Toru, and Kazuchika Okada of Chaos defeating Bullet Club, Jero, Gedo and Yujiro Takahashi in the first round of the Never Six Man Tournament. And they went on to explain the first match that's going to take place in the uh, KOPW Tournament with the stipulations. The first two stipulations are a... Um, Three-on-one handicap match between Okada versus um, the three Bullet Club members. Which is Okada's stipulation. And Yujiro's stipulation is a lumberjack match with belts. Very interesting to see how that is going to turn out. So the fans get the vote on that one. So um, definitely keep your eyes out on that. And then we had uh, Bushi, Sonata, and Shingo Takagi defeating... El Desperado, Doki and Minoru Suzuki in the Never Open Weight 6 Man Tag Team um, Tag Team Championship tournament. We've seen LIJ advance in this match and this is planting the seeds for a um Minoru Suzuki, Shingo Takagi Never Open Weight Championship match taking place at Jingu Baseball Stadium in the the end of this month. Then we're going to go into night 7 In the opening contest, Yuji Nagata defeats Yuya Emora. a very good opening contest. You know, these young lions are definitely going strong, but it's also showing the strength and the power of one blue justice, Yuji Nagata. I mean, even though he's coming back from off of that uh, hellacious loss, hellacious, exactly I'm gonna say, hellacious. I like the way that I um, enunciate my words, excuse me. After putting up a hellacious fight, a hell of a battle between himself and uh Minoru Suzuki, Yuji Nagata is definitely uh going strong. One of the as they say, the last of the remnants of the um of the third generation. Minoru, I mean, Yuji Nagata is definitely going strong and definitely look out for Yuya Imora. Those guys, this kid is definitely one of the uh, future stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling. We have in tag team action Tenkoji in uh tag action. It's been a while since they um teamed up. Uh Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Tenzan defeating Yoda Suji and Gabriel Kidd. Um, Tenzan and uh, Kojima still looking good and they're doing very well in their um their time. Hopefully I would like to see these guys get one more opportunity at those IWGP heavyweight tag team straps. And um, at the end of the match backstage, Yoda Suji and Gabriel Kidd had an exchange of words. Yoda told him, we had a good match. We both lost. We need to take the blame for the loss. However, we need to get back on track and do it again. And he says, as the head, as the head student of the Nogate Dojo, which is the New Japan Dojo in Japan, he is the top student. He is the uh, the senpai. He offered, and he said this in both English and in Japanese, so that Kid can become a full-fledged member of the No-Gay Dojo, represent No-Gay Dojo. But Kid told him, I'll stand with you. I'll agree with you. We'll fight. We'll do everything, and we'll go all about this way to make it to the top. But I am LA Dojo. Okay, so they both said it in English and Japanese to each other to let it be known where the dojo allegiances stand. And um, I like how they're building this up because they're firing up right about now. So you definitely got to keep an eye out on that. In six-man tag team action show Yano Toro and Kazuchika Okada defeating the Suzuki-gun team of El Desperado, Doki, and Minoru Suzuki. Now, this is interesting how this is going about the momentum with this from both these teams. Um, the Chaos team is definitely looking good in this match, and they did look good in this match. Suzuki Gun also looked good in this match, but, you know, everyone has their eyes on so many different things right about now. The LIJ team of Bushi, Sonata, and Shingo Takagi, and um, Naito Tetsuya, this was an eight-man tag match, defeated... Bullet Club, Gato, Taji Tajishimaru, Dick Togo, and Evil and eight-man tag team action. Also, the uh, first-round matches in the uh, tournament taking place for the uh, New Japan, I mean the never six-man tag team titles. We have Yoshihashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Hiroki Goto defeating Taguchi Ryusuke, Tomaki Hanma, and Makabi Toge in the never-open-way six-man tag team championship tournament. This is very interesting because... I like where this is probably going. Um, one, you got Taguchi Japan, Team Japan. Taguchi, yeah, Taguchi Japan, along with GBH. Uh, They're former Never Openweight Tag Team Champions. Um, the only person to never hold the Never Belt in that, on that team is Tomaki Hanma. Um, both um, Makabe and um, Taguchi held the Never Six-Man Tag Belts. Um, Tomohiro Ishii has held the never six-man tag belts. And I believe Goto might have held the never six-man tag belts. But it'll be interesting to see how this goes about. But the way that this is turning out, this is the road for Yoshihashi to finally become a title holder in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then in the next um six-man tag match, we have Mastawato, Kota Ibushi, and Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi for the never open way six-man tag team title um, tournament match with um, Tanahashi getting the pinfall on Taichi, finally breaking the snap that that losing streak that um, Golden Ace has been on for about a month. The last month, month and a half, the Golden Ace team has lost every match to Suzuki Goon, to Dangerous Techers. Dangerous Techers took advantage of the entire situation, working over Tanahashi, beating, blasting, and doing all sorts of things to Tanahashi, including uh, the multiple Dragon Screw leg whips on both legs um, to try to take out Tanahashi. But in the end, Tanahashi countered. And got the pinfall on, on Tai Chi to win the match and to advance in the tournament. But to also get an opportunity to challenge for those IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship titles. A very interesting um, matchup there, ladies and gentlemen, between these guys. And uh, I got to tell you, it was uh, a very, very good match. They're looking strong. They're looking to get back in order with things. So, Tanahashi and Abushi, um, they're looking not only to win these never six-man tag belts, but to perhaps get a chance to go on to become the tag team champions once again. So, that's what's going on there with that, ladies and gentlemen. I am also going to... Discuss um, some more information here. I'm gonna talk about the Will Osprey situation. I know I'm kind of jumping ahead, but I'm gonna talk about Will Osprey. Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer gave an update on Will Osprey's return to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Meltzer was asked on Twitter if he had any updates on Osprey, which he said, hopefully Osprey could or would return at the G1 climax in September. His full answer was follow, was the following. He's hanging in, not certain about the current climate of Japan, which is worrisome. The hope is the G1. During the COVID, Will has not wrestled a match since mid-March. Last month Meltzer reported that Osprey was dealing with some issues with depression. During the um, recent Speak Out movement, a 2017 incident came to light where Will was accused of blackballing UK wrestler Pollyanna after this, she spoke out about the abuse that she allegedly suffered at the hands of one of Osprey's friends, Scott Wainwright. He would later issue a statement on Twitter. And we will get into that. Will Osprey is definitely one of those guys who um, I would definitely say is much needed to be in New Japan. Um, but at the same token... Um, he has that personal issue that he has to deal with, which is depression. And I'll be honest with you, going with going through depression, I don't really know much about it, you know, but I can just tell you that from an experience that I've witnessed with some of my friends, it can definitely be a situation that will cause a lot of heartache and pain, um, a lot of suffering that. Some people are enduring and that's something that you don't take lightly because people need help and especially where things can be very, very, very traumatic. Um, it will play a big, big part in those, in in a person's life. So depression is definitely, um, something that you cannot take lightly and you have to take this serious. You can't take this situation when it comes down to depression with a grain of salt. Because everyone's uh, mindset is different. Everyone's emotional being is different. And um, it's nothing to take lightly. The situation with Pollyanna being blackballed by one of Will's friends. um, It's definitely a bad move because of the state of the wrestling industry being blackballed from the business. Based on someone's prejudice or someone's um, like or dislike. Is a problem, and because this person has an affiliation and an association with uh, Will Osprey, um, it's pretty bad. And I know that um, Will isn't—I I wouldn't say that Will is at fault because I don't know the situation, but it's been reported about Will Osprey going through and suffering through depression with certain things and certain aspects. It's—I'm sure—it's taking a toll on him, and I hope that. You know, Pollyanna is alright And I hope that Will Ospreay is alright And hopefully as they're removing All of the bad apples out of the bunch In the world of wrestling That Pollyanna can come back And perhaps maybe Build and booster her career Inside the sport of wrestling And uh, we will hope to see Where this may go from there So that's just My take on it You know, so uh My, uh Thoughts are going out to both Will Ospreay and to Pollyanna, and hopefully uh, things will get back on track, Um, not only for Ospreay and for him to return back inside the ring and to give us those matches that we're kind of longing to see, but to also see that Pollyanna perhaps gets another chance in the world of professional wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this was a pretty short one here, um, regarding, um, days, uh, six and seven with the new Japan, um, never six Man tag team tournament matches for summer struggle. Um, we see a lot of feuds building up here, a lot of very interesting situations taking place, um, especially, um, the Minoru Suzuki Shingo Takagi match. I'm interested to see how, seeing on how this is going to go and how this is turning out. And I am also interested to see how this road for the coronation of um, Yoshihashi winning a New Japan title for the first time is going to turn about. i have got more news and stuff for you guys. So um, like I said, this is a brief one. So we thank you guys for tuning in to wrestlers with experience. And again, we thank you for tuning in to us on your favorite streams, which includes the following Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, CastBox, Deezer, TuneIn, and Podcast Addict, and some of the other um, podcasts, thing uh, services that we are soliciting on. We thank you guys for tuning in. Also, um, if you hadn't tuned in to the last episode, you can go back and you can um check out some of the last episodes that we did. I'm surprised and shocked that we are actually over 100 episodes we're doing what we do. Um that last one with uh Booker T uh getting his ass chewed out about uh, his views about Naomi, about Naomi Trinity 2 was a very good episode, so I definitely urge you guys to go back and listen to that one. Dietrich dissects Booker T's um disdain or alleged disdain of the fan support of Naomi and what she's doing to ascend to the top of the business. And I believe that like I said, Dietrich addressed that situation and he did it to the very best of his ability, tearing that man a new earlobe, oh you guys thought I was gonna say asshole right, no he tore him a new earlobe because it comes down to it like this, you just gotta listen to the fans if you don't listen to the fans then you're not gonna get over you fucking idiots but that's just how it goes, not to call you guys fucking idiots but it is what it is um New Japan match of the day that I urge you guys to peep out I'm just gonna toss a random one out to you guys Um, I urge you guys to look at a Hiromu Takahashi match. Now, it's interesting I mentioned Hiromu because uh, Hiromu will be defending the Junior Heavyweight Championship against um, Taji Ishimori at the Jingle Stadium in the end of this month. And... One of those matches that I'm going to refer for you guys to check out is the three-way between uh, Will Ospreay, Marty Skull, and Hiromu Takahashi. The build-up for that was um, pretty damn good because um, Will was trying to get his much needed and much sought after uh, victory over Will Ospreay. I mean, I'm saying Will Ospreay. Over Marty. Marty Skrull has beat Will Ospreay in every single match that they have had uh, during that time. Um, and I think for every every match that they've had from their days in Rev Pro all the way to New Japan Pro Wrestling, Marty Skrull has always upended the, uh. Will Osprey, in every single bout, and Marty was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion at the time. Now, also in the midst of this, Will Osprey was also feuding with Hiromu Takahashi, and Hiromu wanted to be involved in the match. And the way that the uh, involvement was uh getting getting good, uh, it seemed like Hiromu was just being. Left out, but you know, you cannot count out the ticking time bomb. So I urge you guys to look that matchup. Um, Hiromu Takahashi versus Will Osprey versus Marty Scurll for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. I state this as a match pick to watch so that you can um see what's going to go down between him and Taji Ishimori. And speaking of Taiji Ishimori I recommend that you guys look at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match Between El Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori When they beat Rapongi 3K For the Junior Tag Team Championship A very interesting bout Between these guys Where you get to see not only the Showcasing of El Fantasmo and his high-flying antics and the power and technique of Roppongi 3k but you also get to see all of those things combined in one with the bone soldier himself Taji Ishimori so ladies and gentlemen those are the match picks of the um of my of my of my um choosing also just to let you know too this is also the 35th anniversary of of K. G. Muto's wrestling career. So there's some K. G. Muto matches. I would definitely urge you guys to take a look into. If you don't know who K. G. Muto is, you guys are hiding under a box of peanuts. K. G. Muto, one of the greatest Japanese wrestlers of all time, also known as the Great Muta, multiple-time IWGP champion, NWA World Heavyweight champion, World Television champion, WCW Tag Team champion, IWGP Heavyweight champion, tag team champion all japan triple crown tag team all japan triple crown world champion tag team champion zero one uh star wrestle one star uh i believe he is a three-time iwgp no he is a four four-time iwgp heavyweight champion uh greatest 18 uh heavyweight champion as well the man's done it all And he's still going strong. 30 years um, for Keiji Muto. So I'm going to recommend the following matches for you guys. Going back to 1989. You can definitely take a look at uh, Sting. Versus Great Muta for the NWA Television Title. I think that was the match, in my opinion, that put Muda on the map as a star for World Championship Wrestling when it was still the National Wrestling Alliance at the time. So you could definitely take a look into that. He was managed by Playboy Gary Hart during this time. So that's one match you definitely got to keep your eye out to seeing. Another one that I recommend is um. Muda versus Paul Orndorf for the NWA Worlds Heavyweight title. This was one of, his, actually, for the IWGP Heavyweight title. This is when he was under his uh, guise as the Great Muda. Uh, he defended the NWA, I mean, excuse me, the IWGP Heavyweight title against Paul, Mr. Wonderful Orndorff at a um, Clash of the Champions. I believe it was either Clash of the Champions or Super Brawl or, um, you know, um, one of those or bash at the beach. It was definitely a good match. You can definitely take a look into that. Plus it was, um, Paul Ondorf's opportunity at a world heavyweight title. One of the last of the world championship matches that Paul, Mr. Wonderful Ondorf was in. Um, and I think it's a sleeper. I think you guys need to take a look at that. Of course you can check out him and William Regal. Of course, naturally I recommend that. I also recommend the double championship non-title match between him and Hulk Hogan from the Tokyo Dome of that year. I also recommend that you guys take a look at uh, Muto versus Hiroshi Tanahashi um, for the IWGP Championship at Wrestle Kingdom 4, I believe. So you can definitely look into that. Um, You can also look at um, him versus Muta versus uh, Minoru Suzuki. Great match uh one of Inoki's final road matches, him versus um uh, versus Muda in uh singles ma- singles action. And of course, uh him versus Sonata. This is when they were elevating Sonata to become a star. Uh that was an impact wrestling. You can definitely take a look into that. And I would also recommend hands down um one of my favorite muda matches it would be muda versus hakushi jensei shinzaki in singles action and this is the match where we got to see that infamous muda scale um match where the blood flow was just running crazy running rampant but um anything with muda I would definitely recommend you guys take a look at and watch. So we thank you all once again for tuning in to Wrestlers with Experience. I am your host, Mark Morrell, and I will see you guys later.